Hey there, and welcome to the Naked Faith Podcast. Hey, this is Monty, and today on episode five, we're going to be looking at how do you let go? Two words, but can be the most powerful thing that you ever do in your life. So stay tuned for the next episode of Naked Faith. today. It's another beautiful day here in the Pacific Northwest. And you know that song um, by the police, every step you take, every move you make. Uh, that's just one of my favorite songs of all times. And in light of our subject today, I was thinking about that song. And really, if you look over the lyrics, it's it's actually not that a healthiest. It's not that healthy a song. It's kind of more of a stalker song. You know, every breath you take, every move you make, every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Every word you say, every game you play, every night you stay, I'll be watching you. Can't you see you belong to me? How my poor heart aches with every step you take. And you know that final verse is, since you've gone, I've been lost without a trace. I dream at night, I can only see your face. I look around, but it's you I can't replace. I feel so cold and I long for your embrace. I keep crying, baby, please. Uh, you know, great hook, great music, great lyrics. It's about love had and love lost. And at the end of the day, this guy's watching every move she makes and I think he needs to let go a bit. I'm sure there's been some point in your life where you've said it to someone or someone has said it to you. Hey, you really need to let go of that thing. Sometimes we get so attached and so wrapped around uh, the axle of things or people or events or circumstances uh, that we just can't remove ourselves from them. And therefore, we miss out on all the good things that are going on in us and around us and more of what God even has for us in the future. But I tell you, you know, um, letting go is never easy. It's releasing. Uh, it's in the act of forgiveness really crucial practices if you want to have a dynamic life, but really, really hard. You know, in uh, the book of Galatians chapter 5, uh, the Apostle Paul writes this. He says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. I love that verse. You know, it's really saying that all of uh, all of Jesus' work for people finds its apex in freedom. And you know, if that's true, then we have to ask then why are so many people stuck? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but I think we're stuck because we are surrendering to the wrong things. We surrender to what other people want us to be. And we never become who we were created to be. I think we surrender to the, the gods of materialism and debt, cementing us in a place that we just don't want to dwell, but can't seem to get away from. We surrender to culture and we become a copy of everybody else. We surrender to someone else's idea of success. And then we spend our lives trying to gain what can never really satisfy the deepest hungers of our soul. We surrender to the image police. 
And you know what? Then we never truly like ourselves. You know, Bob Dylan, the great theologian, he put it this way. But you're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed. You're going to have to serve somebody. Well, it might be the devil or it might be the Lord, but you're going to have to serve somebody. Dylan nails it. We all have a master. The question that needs to be asked is, is your master immersing you in freedom or is your master immersing you in bondage? If you feel stuck, the master that you have isn't God. It's something else that is at a sub-level to the, the beauty and the freedom that God wants in your life. You know, Jesus came and he, he freed those who would follow him and who would live his kind of kingdom life. But just like Paul notes, we can choose as a follower of Christ to allow other things to take control. So if you're a Christian and you find yourself stuck, shackled, or drowning, well, then you've allowed something else beside Christ to be your master. You know, when we sink into depression because someone speaks negatively about us, have you ever been there? Uh, you know, it's amazing that you can have like a hundred good affirmations someone tells you, but they say one negative thing about you, that's what you hang on to, right? You know, so if you sink into depression and your mind starts swirling because someone speaks negatively uh, about you, you have just given that person ultimate power and control in your life. You know, when we live in so much financial debt that we are just drowning in it, we have allowed Chase or Bank of America or whatever financial institution to become our master. Ultimately, materialism, commodities become our master, stuff and things. You know, when we hold on to anger, when we hold on to bitterness or unforgiveness, we have allowed our hurt or more importantly, we have allowed another person to have control. Right now, you might be struggling with a person and they're, they're renting space in your brain. Uh, it's time for you to not allow them to take up residence inside you anymore, determining your mode, determining how you feel, and determine the trajectory of your day. Jesus wants everyone to experience a life of freedom joy, abundance, and this kind of life can only be experienced when we live the way Christ told us to live. And that's really just the bottom line. There's no way around it. We spend most of our lives trying to create our, our roads uh, towards happiness, and all of them are dead ends. Jesus alone has the answer for this. You know, there are freedom killers that everyone needs to be aware of. In fact, there's a there's a few freedom killers I would just like to share with you today. Maybe these are in operation in your life. If, if, if these are taken resident in your life, freedom is being destroyed and there's some things you need to start letting go of. So uh, let's, look at, let's look at a few of these freedom killers. First thing I wanted just to mention to you today is this, when the bar is too high. What do I mean? Well, you see, when we have expectations that are so high that no one and nothing can get over that bar. It's, it's when people fail to meet our expectations, we tend to get angry, we get judgmental, we even get depressed. Grace is really needed for the person who sets the bar too high or they'll never enjoy the beauty of relationships with others or God. And because people rarely meet your expectations, that's, that's just the reality of it. One of the key areas when I'm working with some folks and, and they're struggling with other people, it's like, well, let's look at where your bar is. 
um, is can they adequately get over your bar or have you said it's so high that there's no way for anyone to to meet your expectations if that's true you will seriously spend the rest of your life discouraged disappointed angry and frustrated at other people and I'm not saying you have to set the bar on the ground but I'm saying you might need to start lowering that bar so that people have the opportunity to at least meet you and then you don't throw away all of the relationship just because they can't get through your expectations. You know, we need to release the high bar, begin to forgive the person, and as you do that, accept people as they are, knowing that there are limitations, you begin to taste the sweetness of freedom even in your own life. And while the relationship may not be everything you want it to be, it's more than it was, and now it has the opportunity to become even closer to what you might dream about. Well, how about this one? Stuck like duct tape. <laughs> so the first one was the bar's too high. The second one is stuck like duct tape. You know, we all love duct tape. We all use duct tape. I have duct tape everywhere. I think truly it probably is one of the best inventions of modern society. But when we are so attached to our desires that we hold on to them with this tenacious death grip, we get stuck like duct tape. And I tell you, that is stuck. Uh, have you ever taken two pieces of duct tape and put them together, you know, both sticky sides, both, excuse me, both sticky sides uh, touching each other? If you have, that is darn near impossible to pull those apart. You know, sometimes when we hold so tightly to the stuff and things of life, what we are doing are, are placing those things in the driver's seat. And guess what? The sovereignty or the rule of God or the pole position that God needs to be in moves into the back seat. You know, when God is not where um, we primarily tether our soul to, we lose our freedom. And then we wonder, where did God go? I'll tell you this, he's still there. He's waiting for you to let go of your attachment to things. You see, when we trust God, we believe he is good. Then we, that's when we release our expectations and our attachment to things. Then we slowly start to regain our freedom. See, if I don't trust God or I don't believe he's good, I'll continue to hold on so tightly to things that I want um, or things that I expect from other people because I'm going to try to get happiness or joy or my self-worth or some other pat on the back from those things or from those people. That means God is second place and those things which are second place have become first place. I need to release. I need to let go so that I can begin experiencing the freedom of God. So if your bar is too high, it's time to let go of that bar. If you're stuck like duct tape, it's time to, time to let go of that tape. All right, another thing is remote control. All right, what do I mean by remote control? Well, I think, you know, after all of my years walking earth, one, <laughs> one truth I think I see that you will probably agree with me about is this. Everyone is a control freak to some extent. Some people are more of a control freak than others, but I think everyone is a control freak at some level. Some people uh, have a, an excessive need to control. And I tell you what, this excessive need to control destroys not only their lives, 
but it destroys the freedom that Christ died for that person to experience. We try to control our spouses. We try to control our kids, our boss, our government, our banks, and even our friends. You know, we think, man, if they would just do what I am telling them to do, then everything would be great, right? Well, this, uh, this is a conscious and I think even sometimes a subconscious life commandment that's really driving us. The need to control is, ins is insidious and it destroys your freedom. The yoke or the weight crushes all who give in to it. And even when we realize that we can't control the world, we still live and act as if we can. This ruptures relationships. It ruptures our soul and it, and it really weakens our faith. God alone is sovereign. I'm not. The sooner I release my need to control, the sooner I forgive the ones that I want to control, and the sooner I let go of my need to control, uh, the sooner I'm going to swim in the ocean of God's freedom. And I think we all long for that. All right, the last uh, the last image I have for you is open hands. So we've talked about the bars too high, stuck like duct tape, remote control. Let's, let's close with open hands. I love this image. Right now, maybe in your mind, just, or physically, just take your hands, put them in front of you, and hold them open. Your palms facing towards the heavens. This is a physical and a visual image of freedom. You see, open palms hold things loosely. Open palms release the tight fist of control. Open palms reveal a, a deeper level of trust. Conversely, right? Yeah, clenched fists are the image of bondage or hatred or rage or anger. Holding tightly there, judging harshly and just missing grace. Everything Jesus did in his life was to set you free. In John 8, 36, um, we read, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. The initial steps to regaining your freedom today is to choose in this moment to, one, let go of your impossible expectations. Turn the control over to Christ. Forgive yourself, forgive your offenders, and maybe even forgive God. Well, I tell you, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling free or are you still feeling stuck? Do you want to be free? Well, if you do, then truly it's time to unyoke from all the things that shackle you and trust God to unleash you into the life that you were created to live. So if that's, uh, if that's you, then uh, there's really three, three steps in a sense that, uh, not in a formulaic way, but you know, three movements that I'd encourage you to work through, walk through. If, you, if there's some things in your life that you really need to let go of today, because it's one thing, I, I know you're probably thinking, yeah, that's great. I know I need to let go of those things. And you know, I'm stuck like duct tape, my bar's too high. I got all that stuff happening, money. How do I how do I tangibly start making some movements to release these things? Because sometimes it just seems like it's impossible to let go. 
Well, the, the, the first thing you need to do is simply ask God to say, hey, God, would you reveal to me, would you show me the areas in my life that are really getting in the way? Would you, uh, would you help me become aware in the, those things that are just stuck like duct tape, those, those, those relationships where my bar is too high? Uh, and, and when you ask God that, he'll be, slowly begin to reveal that to you. And it's, sometimes it's not an easy process. Sometimes that's, it's, it's kind of painful. But uh, as you continue to ask, the more he'll reveal that. So the first thing you do is ask, but then the second thing you have to do is acknowledge it. When the Holy Spirit illuminates areas in your life that he's wanting to chisel out or to work through or to help you release, then the uh, second thing you do is you acknowledge that to God. You say, okay, God, I agree with you. I see that. And uh, I now need your help. So I'm acknowledging that uh, I need to release that. It seems beyond my capacity. So Holy Spirit, I need your power. I need your ability. I need your strength. And this is where we really surrender. We ask God to begin doing that work in us. The Probably the third movement of that is, is to take an action step, right? Uh, we ask, we uh, acknowledge it, but then we have to act on it. Once we have in our awareness the areas we need to let go and then we've acknowledged those truly need to to uh, be dealt with in our life then we have to start making some tangible choices you know you've heard me say many times the most spiritual thing you'll ever do is to choose so we choose an action we choose to disengage we choose to lower the bar and we say god i am choosing to forgive right now even if i don't feel like it even if i don't want to even if everything in my body uh, is is driving me to do this thing i am choosing to act in the right way. I need you to help me do that. And I, I think for me, the thing that has helped me the most over the years is when I need to take an action step or a choice, I employ the help of uh, friends around me to say, hey, you know, this uh, God's really revealed this thing in my life and, and he's asking me to release it. I'm having a hard time. So today I'm choosing to to release and to forgive, would you hold me accountable in these steps so that I can truly experience the freedom that God has for me? So anyway, I just want to say today, uh, thanks for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible day and you find this week more freedom in your life than you can imagine. And hey, don't forget to uh, 